Welcome to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. I'm Charlie Hinderleiter, Director of Government Affairs at St. Louis Realtors, and we're here to talk about the passage of Proposition D in the city of St. Louis this past November and how it will change the city's elections, starting with the elections this March and April. With me today are Dave Sweeney, attorney with Lewis Rice and contract lobbyist for St. Louis Realtors, and Eric Bromner a realtor and chair of the Show Me Integrity Education Fund. Dave, let's start with you. What are the changes that Prop D made to city elections? Thanks, Charlie, and thanks for the opportunity to be on here. I appreciate it. Um, I think the big one is the nonpartisanship uh, of the election. So whereas before in the city, which was is, is a vast majority Democratic uh, city, all Board of Aldermen, Aldermen for the last six to seven years have been Democrats. The last Republican was Fred Heidert for a number of years ago in the 12th Ward. Now, when you go to file, it's nonpartisan. And so folks aren't identifying with a party. Um, Secondly, they had to get signatures, which makes some people have to, it, it made all candidates have to work. It kept some people off the ballot that attempted it. So you don't just have folks that just throw $1,000 down and they're suddenly a candidate for mayor. So I, I thought those were, were really good changes. Um, and it makes the general election matter. In the past, if you won the primary, uh, you didn't necessarily, um, or excuse me, you were, you were going to win. So I think those were the big changes that kind of have jumped out. Um, really, it, it's, it, it's rolled out well. You know, change is difficult for the city of St. Louis, but things are still moving. I think the Board of Elections has done an excellent job um, railing this in. And and like anything new, it's going to be learn as you go. So um, we're seeing candidates in some wards unopposed. Uh, We're not a lot, just two, I think. And obviously, and citywide with the comptroller. But we also saw in the mayor's race at one point, eight or nine people had said they were going to file and Ultimately, there were four that were able to get the signatures and to get on the ballot. Eric, like many realtors, you're active in your community and as a leader in Show Me Integrity and uh, a leader in the effort to pass Proposition D. While St. Louis Realtors took no position on Proposition D, you personally played an important role in its passage. Would you tell us what the thinking was behind the initiative and these new changes? Sure, absolutely. And thanks, Charlie, for having me here. So the the biggest motivating factor for Proposition D was the fact that over the last six years in city elections, there were 13 candidates who won the primary with 37 percent or less of the vote. And what that means, uh, for example, in the 2017 mayoral election, 5.7 percent of St. Louisans chose the winner. You have a very small subsection of the city that votes in the primary and before in the old system whoever won the primary pretty much was a de facto winner so this this the idea of proposition d was let's make the city elections uh, more competitive and uh, with approval voting let's allow the top two to go on to a runoff in the general election eric tell us a little bit more about what approval voting is right so Approval voting, it's very similar to in some areas for school districts where they say you can vote for three out of five candidates. Approval voting here just mean in the mayor's race means you could vote for one, two, three, or all four mayoral candidates in the upcoming election. So as many candidates as you approve of, you can vote for in the primary. And then the top two of all the votes cast go on to the uh, general election. 
Dave, how do you think this will change, how this change will impact the city elections this March and April? I think we're kind of seeing it now, Charlie. Um, folks have to, even if the, the one change will be in a lot of the aldermatic races, um, and the same goes through for aldermatic too, that Eric used the mayoral's race, but it, it's the same for, for the, the alderman as well. And in this, section, in this um, election, we have all the odd number of wards as well as wards four and 12 that had specials. So I think it will change in where there's two candidates and a candidate can win 70 to 30 percent, they still both candidates still go to the general. So you're going to have to beat somebody twice, potentially, um, or conversely, it could be a very close race and they could win 50 to 51 to 49 and they could lose in the general. So um, that's and so with that, what I'm what I'm getting to try to say is you really fundraising is going to be a bigger part and the campaign cycle is going to be more important to them. Whereas before it was March and you were done. Now it's March. Did you make it? You've got 30 days to run a campaign, raise money and take on why. So I, I think it will be unique to, to that point. Eric, what changes are you hoping to see with this year's elections in the city? So. Uh, one thing I, I should have mentioned the first time, right, is one of the reasons this was implemented was to to prevent the vote splitting that happens so often, right? And so approval voting counteracts the vote splitting. So one thing that we've seen in research from other cities that use similar voting systems is that this system incentivizes candidates to run based on their the merits of their ideas as opposed to demonizing their opponents. And in other cities, they have seen a marked uh, contrast in the types of flyers and mailers that went out under the old system versus the new system, because with approval voting, you're trying to build a much larger consensus base of possible voters rather than potentially just demonizing, you know, one or two opponents. All right. So to both of you, what do voters need to know as they head to the polls for the first time with this new approval voting system and with Proposition D, what do voters in the city of St. Louis need to know? Eric, let's start with you. Right, so as as Dave mentioned, uh, for the mayor's race and for the the odd aldermanic wards and four and 12, um, for all the city offices, this new new system of approval voting with a top two runoff applies. So the most important thing you need to know is that you can vote for more than one person if there's more than one person running. And then the top two will go on to the general election and there will be a runoff between the top two in April. And that's when a winner gets picked with over 50% of the vote. All right, Dave, what do you think? What do voters need to know? Eric nailed exactly what I was going to say. I think it's really just educating voters that when they walk in in the primary, it's not just one vote. You can vote for multiple folks. And I think it's going to be unique. And I haven't seen anything to suggest this, but obviously people are thinking it's let's use the mayor's race. Do We want X not in there. So we're going to vote for Y and A to keep X out. Um, I think that's going to get really complicated quick if people try to get cute with that. I could be wrong. Um, I think people should vote. I've recommended vote who you, who you like. And if there's two, that's the reason. I mean, it, it's an opportunity for you. Um, but I think it's really going to be educating folks that have been voting forever and, and letting them know that they can do that. And, and, and this is unique in that it's not a rank either. So it's it, if you voted for two or three, they all equal the same. 
So I think it's just an education process. And I think the, the other thing is to get voters to come in April and to get folks to realize, no, it's not a gimme X, X won this time or was the, didn't win, but moved on. So it's really educating voters to, you need to come vote the second time for one candidate. And, and, and I get Eric's point and I agree with it is you're getting a true majority winner. And when you're talking about 5% or it happened in the County too. I mean, our County executive didn't win by 50%. You see that in multiple, when you have a race with obviously more than two people. So, um, Hopefully this if this continues to focus for the whole region. So it sounds like voters need to know approval voting is important in March and you still got to show up again in April because that election is going to matter far more than it has in the past. Does that sound about right, gentlemen? That's the slogan, Charlie. You just nailed it. Let's, let's That's pray a great summer. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric and Dave, thanks so much for helping us educate our members on the changes to St. Louis City elections and Proposition D. And uh, we will see you later. Thanks, Charlie. Happy to do it. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.